Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. How'd you guys get into podcasting? Uh, we wanted to complain on the internet. Yeah. That's about it. You to just complain. So that's yeah. all. That's the, the only desire you need to get. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and put your headphones oh. on. They're hanging on your mic there. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was for the most part, that's what it was. Yeah. That's right? pretty like, much it. Our, our, that being said, we talked a lot on the telephone, right? And we would theorize what was going on with our businesses. Mm-hmm talk back and forth and, and discuss the things that we were going through every day. And so we came back and we said, you know what? We're, we're, we're sharing things that other people need to hear. Right. Besides our wife said that, Hey, why are you guys talking so much? Like, are you making money doing this? <laughs> like, is, <laughs> is there a benefit to this? Uh, what, is she a little jealous you're talking more than she is? or what? Uh, Well, I think, <laughs> I think that she was just, you know, how could you be jealous of that? I mean, <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, but so women just like to talk more. That's all. That's it. so what I've found, anyways. That's yeah. it. That's so, it. what's your name and where my are you name, from? My name is Ed. I'm from Arizona. Okay, what part of Arizona? Maricopa, Arizona. Maricopa, Arizona. Is that isn't that the one with the crazy sheriff? No, no. That's that's used to be Sheriff Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah used to be. He's no longer there. All right. What happened with that? Um, he got too old, I think. Right? He wanted to be on TV. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to complain. <laughs> right? Did it work? Uh, no, it didn't work out for him too well. Uh, uh, well, no, he 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 ran the city with the with a big stick, so to speak. Right. And he cost the city lots of money in lawsuits and stuff like that. And right. They, they kind of got a little tired of it. What was the What was the experience like from a citizen of the city? Um, I didn't mind it. I mean. A city, it. I don't know. Um, I was never in trouble with the law, so I didn't. You know, it didn't it, matter. It didn't yeah. matter to me. I, I was, you know, you'd hear on the news, which I turned off the soapbox, so to speak. It's, yeah, it's noise to me. Right. So, well, no, I didn't. I didn't. As a as a person, you know, citizen. Yeah. No, I was fine with it. Did you notice anything change <clears throat> as he stepped away? In other words, because like some some of those leadership positions when you see that and that person steps away from that leadership position you'll see a change in the in society in that city or you'll see a change in in crime and things like that did y'all notice a change when he was no longer sheriff yes there was there was less uh complaining there was more a a sense of relief that he was gone right uh to some to others against the the exact opposite they're mad that you know he was railroaded out it's a matter of opinion of right. who you ask, I guess. Yeah. 
So at the end of the day, we're not going to make everybody happy is what you're telling me? Correct. Because <laughs> if you want to complain and you're in perfect industry, you, you've got material for the <laughs> right forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about your shop. Um, I have a shop in Maricopa. It's a small shop. Okay. Uh, it's me and one other tech and okay. a service advisor who is leaving me. I'm, oh, no. I'm devastated. She's so good. She's right. um, Her husband was trying to get a job in Phoenix. Uh, he applied all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he uploaded his resume, and somebody in Tennessee s- snagged him up. Really? And they're paying him to move his family and everything out there. Really? What uh, kind of work is he in? He's in uh, equipment maintenance. Well, uh, he's a maintenance supervisor now, I guess, for uh, an assembly line. That's what he does. Oh, very cool. So, and so he's working for a chocolate factory in Nashville, Tennessee, a candy or something like right. that. So, hired him. But she's, um, he and her bought a house or in the process of buying a house in Clarksville, okay. Tennessee. Yeah. So, if any that. shops out there that need an advisor, um, she's already been to. Cecil's uh, advisor course. She's taken right about twelve of his online courses. Oh, and, that's pretty cool. And so she's she's trained. Um, she's still a little green around the he- ears here and there, but okay. she's to, to say that she's uh, detail oriented. I'd be mm-hmm. lying to you. She's more OCD to getting things done. Right. She comes out and pushes me and says, "You know what? You're slowing me down." <laughs> right. Right. So and so she's she's very good at what she does. So you're you're still turning wrenches in the business. Yes. So what happens now that she moves on? Are you going to be are you going to step into the role of advisor as well or are you going to hire somebody else? What's the plan? I'm looking for a tech. Okay. Is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a tech in there. Okay. Um and I'm looking for attitude, not aptitude. Yeah. Cuz I could always grow uh aptitude. I'm I'm not one to And I've been bit many times with, you know, oh I yeah. know everything and they know nothing. Right. Right. Well, so how, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this. I mean, have you always been a tech? Did you work for somebody yes. else? What was the what was I, the natural progression? I'm a dealer tech, so to speak. Okay. I've started in the dealers. I've been there. I've been fortunate to, to work for some really good dealerships. Okay. Um, the Knappenberger organization, and then they were bought out by Penske, mm-hmm. and they were both big on training. Okay. They sent me to all kinds of training. Uh, of which I'm very grateful for. Right. So I've got uh, <clears throat> that behind me. But then I, I went to the independents. Okay. Uh, and and started doing that. I wound up at a body shop, and I'm walking around doing nothing at a body shop. And you know, at the time I had two little girls. Yeah. And I started doing side hustle. Okay. And so this was right at the cusp when Facebook was just starting. Okay. Um, but I was posting. Post-it notes on on the mm-hmm. mailboxes. Need a mechanic, you know, and I was getting some business. And at the time, there was also a lot of scams going on where in, uh, mobile guys would say, "Yeah, let's, I'll, I'll fix your car. It's going to cost three thousand dollars." And then, boom, they're gone. Right, right. I think I remember some of that. And, and and it was a lot worse in the bigger cities, wasn't it? Yeah. And and it was it was kind of tough for me. But what I did to overcome that, I'd go to the client and said, "I'll diagnose your car." Tell you what you need to buy. You go buy it. So if something happens, I can't make it. You're not out any money, right? And so that went on for about three, four months, and okay. they start saying, "No, you're good to go. You can get the parts, all that fun stuff." Right. So I went saw Tom. Uh, he's my landlord. Okay. 
and he had a spot for rent. So I, I rented it. I just wanted to do uh, engines and fuel tanks because mm-hmm. when you do mobile and you go to people's houses, yeah, their kids like to touch your stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you're like, can you get your kids out of here, please? Right. Um, Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. So I I didn't like doing you know stuff under the cars when you know yeah, it becomes a safety thing. Yeah, you know? and that it didn't happen all the time, but sometimes. And and so I I decided no, I'm going to get some place. So it's safe for all of us. And right. at the same time, I didn't like doing gas tanks, dropping the gas tanks in people's houses. Right. Or on the driveway, rather. Um, and so I got, uh, I made the jump. And, and it was a tough, t- tough call because I was leaving one job mm-hmm. um, that was, I was barely, you know, we were scratching by. Yeah. Um, and to take that leap and say, okay, we got to do something. And while I was at work, I was getting phone calls. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do more in a day than I'm doing here a whole week. Right. So I sat down with the wife and we had a long talk because, again, she didn't work. I was the only, I was a sole breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And so I went, rented that place for 500 bucks a month. Okay. And the rest is history. I Customers would call me and I'd say, well, I'm busy here. Well, I'll bring you the car. I'll drop it off. And so they kept bringing me cars and... That was it. I couldn't get away from that. So the mobile stopped, and I became a shop. And if you would call it a shop, I'm underneath an overhang, and I've got a a Conix container to house all my tools. Right. And I've got two lifts now, an alignment rack. Wow. So are you looking, are you thinking about expanding bigger? Are you happy where you're at? Oh, it's always, I've grown every year. Okay. And and I want to get. I would like to have four walls one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, well, how did you how did you hook up with Cecil? What, how did you find Cecil well, in this? Well, um, because I worked at the dealership and I had lots of training, and and I and I moved up the food chain, so to speak. I was a a, a technician, moved up to a, a dispatcher, to a service advisor, to mm-hmm. a lead tech, or a, yeah, a, a team leader, okay, shop foreman, right. 
And so, and then they, all that training that comes with it, they sent me to management courses. I've had interpersonal skills trainings. So I had a lot of the stuff that people are getting right now. Yeah. You know, that, that are missing. Cause not everybody's had, I've noticed a lot, not a lot of people's yeah, had the training. For sure. Had. I mean, that, that's a, dude, that's, that's pretty impressive that you had all that training because yeah. a lot of, a lot of guys don't get that much training at all in no. the dealership. It's like, Hey, we're barely going to teach you to fix cars. We're really more interested in you just, you know, keeping your head down and doing what we tell you. Right. And, and for the most part, I did. And I, and I would always ask my service manager, I need to go to training. I need to go to training. Send me yeah. to training. Um, I was flagging good hours in, in, in the dealership and I guess, um, they take a liking to you and if you make that commitment to them, right? Right. So they'll send you to training. Um, so with that, I knew a lot. I, I was scrolling online and somebody on Facebook had posted, uh, the Institute. Mm-hmm. So I'd logged on there. I wanted to see what it was about. And I see this course, the numbers course. Yeah. And it was for a hundred bucks. And at the time I couldn't afford a hundred bucks. Yeah. And one day I'm looking at it again. I'm going, should I make that jump? Because I don't have the money, you know. And Cecil dropped it to $50. <laughs> I saw it for $50. I, I said, screw yeah. it. I'll, just, I'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And then when I, when I took the numbers course, it just blew my mind wide open. Yeah. On, on how the business works, where, how the That's money travels. That's the second time we've through. heard that. Yeah, how the, we, we heard the no, Cecil talking numbers, and it blew my mind. Well, I mean, it, it did me too, right? And I had been coaching with someone and heard Cecil talk numbers and was like, holy shit. I mean, it's it's real life. I mean, the dude is a epic financial teacher. He is. He, he lasers that into your brain. Yeah. And I watched the course like a five-year-old watches Frozen. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> about six, seven times, right? Yeah, just to, just to get it into your head, and and that was a game changer for me. Yeah, and then um, I I went ahead and changed my operating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, What'd you change to? To TechMetric. Okay, I was actually when I first started, mm-hmm. I I was just doing the web pages. I go to this part's house web page, and I had mm-hmm. six, seven web pages, and you know, to do one estimate yeah. took forever. Right. And then I changed to Mitchell. Right. I, I did Mitchell. I did Mitchell for like a year and a half. Uh, but I wanted DVIs. Yeah. I had a separate DVI um, program that I was using. Right. And then when TechMetric, when I saw, I, I went to a, a drive um, seminar that they had mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. And that's where I met Patel. And, and um, I looked at, it was either them or Protractor. Right. They were both there. And I liked the setup with TechMetric. Right. And I, you know, I had looked at, I looked at Protractor and Shopware. Yeah. Protractor. That's, that's the one I was talking and, and, and Protractor was a little tough for me. I mean, it was like so advanced and there was so much stuff. And so I really, really like locked on to Shopware and the people at Shopware. The, the big thing for me was, was, you know, you're talking about parts pages, right? Was like it used parts tech. So I was able to pull up like all my parts at once and go. And so like, when you're the service advisor, when you're the guy on the front counter, man, you'll spend a ton of time doing that. And you're going from page to page to page to page. You'll consume an hour before you realize you've even done it. 30 minutes. And and then you got to go back and you're like, man, okay, here's this part over here. Here's this part. <laughs> you're clicking tab to tab to tab. So, you know, for me, that deal with parts tech being in shopware was the was the big thing. And same with TechMetric. Do you use mm-hmm. Parts Tech in, in yes. TechMetric? And they've they've integrated uh, RepairLink, too, because I yeah. use a lot of dealer parts. Right. 
because you know aftermarket parts you can't get them half the time yeah and they come in broken or used <laughs> right so most of my parts i get but I, I i do world pack um advanced and uh uh parts authority mm -hmm. for parts and right. the local you know um check not uh, o'reilly sorry yeah there used to be checkers yeah yeah so it's an overhang what explain yes. that to me I'm, it's i cannot envision that well, it doesn't get nearly as cold where he is as right. it does where we are. It gets are. crazy hot. Yes, well, and and the the beauty of where I'm at, the, the overhang is laid out east to west, so the sun goes directly above us from one side to the other. It doesn't shine into the stalls, which oh, is nice. That's good. But but still, uh, you sweat and you get a little breeze. It's cool. It's it's not as hard. It is hot. I will I will tell you this. It is hot, but you become accustomed to it. Yeah, when you're busy, you don't even worry about it. You get a swamp cooler on you or a fan, you're good to go. Right? You can't do swamp coolers. Covers everything in dew. <laughs> it does. Uh, everything gets wet. And you I've start got air conditioning now. No, yeah, it, I know. I have air conditioning they're, they're useless too. above 110. <laughs> <laughs> David says, "I am useless above 110." <laughs> we can't. I can't do 90. It's hot right now. Yeah, no, it it gets pretty hot. To where you get out from underneath the overhang and it burns your skin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a I had a buddy who um, we were we were down in front of his shop at one point and he like laid down on the ground. It's just gravel, right? And he lays down on the ground and he's like, "Ouch!" And he stands up. And when he stands up, he's got blisters on the back of his arm because the gravel is so hot that you know when you laid down, it would burn. Does it get that hot up there? Not the where I'm at. He was down in the country. He was down in the flatlands. So it, you know, 100 degrees is nothing. And and like in the middle of North Carolina, there's no airflow. You know what I'm saying? Like there's you go to the coast or you go to the mountains, you got a breeze, but it's kind of like that breeze goes long ways and just misses this whole section of the <laughs> state. So it just gets hot. That's why we call it the armpit of North Carolina. Um, you know, it's just like no airflow whatsoever. I could not imagine working in that. So there's no doors or no. to give you an idea to paint my shop. If I were to paint my shop, okay. it'll cost me probably $45. <laughs> how do you, how do you <laughs> secure the, Oh, I've got a Connex container. Okay. I've got two of them, actually. To, to so, like, all your tools are inside of there? Mm -hmm. So, you got to, in 110-degree weather, walk into a Connex trailer. That's hot as hell. Yes. That's hot as hell to get your tools that, that are burning at this point? No, no, because what we do is we roll out our toolboxes outside. Oh. And so, they're outside. But we, we also have to be careful uh, when the sun's shining on the bench. Not to leave your tools there yeah. uh, when the sun, because you you leave it there two minutes and you, and can't you pick touch it. Up. it. Yeah, you is can. the rent still five hundred? Uh, no, it's it's gone up because I'm now um, four bays with the ability to add two more if I put a slab. And, uh, Do you own the land? No, no. Okay, we were going round and round with that just the other day, me and the landlord. I, would it, be, would it be really difficult to to build on that land or to, is is there just no building space available in, in the area? And yeah, there's no commercial buildings in, in my little town and it's growing wicked fast. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that. down here, like you go around Key West and, and anywhere in, in Florida, you're going to see open air shops all over the place. I think it's really common. Mm -hmm. It rusts out, rusts everything. That's because of this. 
uh, Robert had uh, Robert Griffin mm-hmm. had two two lifts out in the open. Yeah, and I thought it was the weirdest thing. And so I pull up and I go into this transmission shop and I'm talking to the owner, and we go. He's like, "Yeah, I got a I got a lift here. I got a lift here." We just keep walking. This building's enormous, and another lift, and another lift. Well, it was more like lift than a giant rack of parts. Mm-hmm. And then another lift, and then another rack of junk. He and probably cleaned lift. all that up. I, by yeah, the way. I saw that. It looks awesome. And we get to the back, and he's like, "Yeah, I got these two lifts here. One of them was just rusted to death." Mm-hmm. And then he's got this kid out there working on a car, and then it's just raining, but like cats and dogs raining. Like the sky just opened up, and I'm like, "Is he just out there?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, he's not gonna get that wet. It'll be fine." <laughs> he, he's got a. I think he's got a. He's camp got an over. Yeah, yeah, he's got. He's underneath something, but still. Well, so you started mobile. There's a lot of guys, right? Because let's talk. Let's talk about the the perception of a technician right now. There's okay. a lot of guys who are. I mean, hold on, me. hold on. What about what about buying out a business that's like going out of business or is trying there's, to sell or? There's no businesses in the last year. We had the corporations come to, come in. Right? Okay. We have I- iconic. Uh, Discount Tire, Brake Masters, Amco, Brakes Plus. There was five that just within the last three and a half years. Okay. That showed up and, and built there on the main drag. Yeah. I'm three and a half miles off the beaten path, so to speak. Okay. And there is no commercial buildings anywhere. If you've got. Are you uh, in a residential area? No. No. I'm in a, what you call a, what used to be a salvage yard. Okay. He liquidated, got rid of everything, and now it's an industrial open park. field? Okay. It's an industrial park. And what I'm, where I'm at is where he used to dismantle cars or store transmissions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's got rid of all of that stuff. How are you pulling customers in? There's no street traffic, right? Uh, no, no, no street traffic. Is this all like word of mouth from, from your mobile days? Yes. Really? Yes. That's pretty cool. What the hell am I doing wrong? Is it is it that I'm just I'm not likable? You're, you seem like a likable guy. I'm well, like, I've oh, had I'm just I've, gonna go to Eduardo. I've had a lot of training. You know, I've, I've advisor training, uh, personal uh, uh, interpersonal sp- skills training. Um, all I've got more training than most. I guess it was what helps me how to deal with customers. Uh, you know, the tough customers. You know, and, and the best thing I could tell you just just the truth. Don't yeah. sugarcoat anything. So let me ask I you. Sugarcoat everything. I like you, Lucas. You're a swell guy. Sugarcoat <laughs> the crap out of it. Man. Oh, so, well, there's a, there's a point where you sugarcoat it to where we know you're lying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I guess my next question is: How many cars, with you being the tech and and having another tech with you, how many cars do you guys typically see in a day? We're seeing about six six cars a day. Holy cow. And so you you be an owner six and cars tech. with one tech, two techs. Well, a tech and a half. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm I, I I do you know the office and and it's a lot. Of, that's a lot of cars. Run on test it drives is. and stuff. It is what kind of average repair order do you see? Uh, right now, with my advisor, she's up to seven eighty. Wow. So with two guys and seven eighty and six cars, I'm doing this all wrong. We were talking to one guy who had nine employees. This dude's running the same numbers with two employees. He just smoked you. <laughs> well, I, 
I still have a production. I get six cards. I don't get them all out. I wish I could get them all out. Right. No, I'm getting two You're three getting six in a day, though? Yeah, I get, I get, she, she books six in. But, you know, you get all changes. You get uh, a rattle here and there. But you're saying that uh, they are 0700. Seven, I think 780 last I checked. I mean, that's about, that's about where I'm at. I'm running less, I'm running less invoices a day. Right. Are you saying six a week? <laughs> six every three days. How's that? Let me see. I'm going to, because I, I look at the thing and she, she tells me, and I, because right. I don't look at those numbers anymore because I, I let her do it. I, I, I let her run the, the whole ship, so to speak. I tell her she's the captain while I'm gone. I'm going to look it up right now. I'll tell you what. So is the tech there right now? Are they yes. working and, and moving? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But right now they're, they're, not doing cause it, I still have to be there to make sure uh he does what we need him to do okay and cause he doesn't speak any english oh really yeah she doesn't speak any spanish so she's got a chance <laughs> <laughs> it's tough i could yeah. not imagine that so what what is he mexican um yes. mechanic yes that's For, not okay. that's not what it is i have two mexicans we don't get those kind of numbers out. So we I have got, two. I should be double. And then there should two. be double his productivity. <laughs> well, no, we, we're not. I mean, I don't know. What are you doing a, a month? <laughs> not what you're doing, apparently. No, no. Well, no. I, I, let's look at. Uh, but, dude, we talked to you yesterday. Yeah. Nine employees. Nine. Yeah. I can't pay nine employees. But this time. I, I'm either overpaying my employees. Which I don't think that's that's the case. Nine. So, so I've, we've, I've got, we've got uh, actually my 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 hours are uh, my car count, count is yeah. not. Uh, I've got seventy six for the month of January. That's so that's really good. And, yeah. and for one tech, yeah, one tech and yourself, yeah, that yeah. is really good. Well, um, here's here's my numbers for last month. I want to yeah, let's turn it this way. Um, so you can see the cars and then the average arrow is a little less than what we normally do. What she normally does. Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. that Dude, that's stellar. That is right? really that's good. That's stellar. That's that, true. That, that guy is humping. No, we're not. We, we, Cecil tells me I should be doing double what I'm doing. And, and, or we not can, with one well, tech. We can do more. We need to get another tech. And yeah. Um, yeah, I know you count like, yourself as a tech, but it's really it's, hard to be a shop yeah, owner yeah. slash tech and be as productive as a full time tech. Can but be. see, that's the thing. I don't. Uh, and my advisor tells me we need to get the cars out. We need to get to, my production's always been my 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 nemesis. I don't put you the cars tech. out. Well, I, <laughs> yes, and and he's a he's a B tech to boot. He and let me show you how I got him. Oh, hold on, hold on. You, you out, love the story. Hold I'm on, sure. Hold on. I got to ask more questions here. I, I got to wrap my mind around this or this is going to bother me. Does he have a lot of comebacks? Mm-mm. I have the wrong Mexicans. <laughs> well, it's, it's. I need it's, to find me some authentics. You're as authentic as it gets. I'm not Mexican. Well, what, kind bro? Of, what kind of what training are you? are you offering? Not Mexican. Wait a minute. What kind of training are you offering? I offer all the training. 
You all of it. What, what well, is I mean, all he, of it? What is what he kind? takes them to ASTE. He goes. He sends them to classes in Kansas City all the time. He sends them to Vision. Yeah, we were just doing a Online Jim Wilson training. class. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think my my. Here's the thing. Also, all I'm saying is I can replace most of my staff with his Mexican. I don't know. All of your staff? What's his name? He doesn't speak. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> his uh, name is Lorenzo Nava, and and does he have a brother? <laughs> um, you know what? I. Not sure. I know he's got some cousins. Um, to, I'll take some cousins. You know how I, I got him? And this, I was a one man show, right? Yeah. This was five years ago. And he came to me with an Altel that someone had given him. He wanted to learn how to use it. So he wanted a job so he can learn how to use it. Right. And I'm like, well, um, I don't have time to train. I'm a one man show. I'm taking the office. I can't do this. But at the time, I was looking into Electude. Electude yeah. is uh, automotive training online mm-hmm. where you do modules. I don't know if you're familiar oh, yeah. with it. Yeah. So you know about they, gave me, they gave me a, a trial run because okay. um, I was looking for something I can, I can give to the technician, but also monitor on my end, say, I'll, I'll assign you a, an electrical class. Yeah, and, and make I'll sure see, it actually gets done. Right, and I can monitor that so that way you're doing it. I told me um, I'll, let him, I'll sign him up for that, and he can take some training, and then – well, you know, that's all I can do, and it's going to expire. Um, and he said, okay. So I signed him up for it, and I gave him a, a good thing about Electude. It, it's got like 28 different languages. Yeah. And it had Spanish. So I gave it to him, and I gave it to the other two shops that are, <clears throat> oh, you're really going to love this. Uh, I gave it to the other two two shops uh, that were across from me, mm-hmm. right? And between those two, they had like three minutes. A month later, a month goes by. He comes back and he's he's got a uh, a question on voltage drop, okay. um, and I thought he was wanting a job again. I said, I can't hire you. Sorry. He goes, No, no. I just got a question. So I go on and I show it to him, and just for shits and giggles, I went ahead and looked at how much he's done. He did thirty five modules. Holy cow! At an hour each. Holy in a cow. month. So he was he was dedicated. I'm like, yeah, he whoa. wanted to learn. Yeah, I'm like, hungry. whoa, this guy's hungry to, uh, to learn, right? And I'm like, okay, I still couldn't hire. Him. So he went on his way after I showed him what it was, and I'm, I'm thinking in my head, damn, this guy's really committed. He's wanting to learn, and I could I could go I could use that. I can work with that. And so he came back a month later. It had expired. He says, I can't log on anymore. I'm like. It was a trial, so I'm sorry. You know that's what it was. I can't. He goes, no, I don't. I'm not asking for a job. I already got a job. I'm doing some landscaping, um, and then at that time he caught me at the right time mm-hmm. because I was inundated with work, and I'm, I'm trying to you know talk to him and tell him you know I can't. But I said, you know what? All I can offer is yours, eleven bucks. He says, I'll take it. <laughs> right, All right, because he knows nothing about it. I said, yeah. I can work with it. So. One thing led to another. He's been with me five years, going on six Holy years. Holy cow, dude! And and I've I've got him electude. And then what I did started doing too was I got this uh, other program, which was is done by our what is our training? Uh, what's the name of that? It's it's an English based uh, training uh, online okay. where you get an instructor. And, and so I started facilitating that every Wednesday morning. And we did the AC, you know, the theory yeah. of operation, all that fun stuff. And then we would go into the shop and apply it. Uh, AC is big in Arizona. And 
then we'd go ahead and, and do breaks and then we'd do, you know, the, the, the maintenance stuff and then showed them, uh, the DVIs, what we're looking for in suspension, what we're looking for. And he's killing it. That is crazy. And so, and, and he knows that I want things done. I, and I told him, I said, you know what? If you break something, if you bend something, if something doesn't seem right, tell me. Yeah. Uh, especially if you break something, because if the car leaves with it broken and you didn't tell me, I'm going to be upset. But if you, yeah, of if course. you break it, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. I don't care. So he's got the confidence in, 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 uh, to do it. And, and he's had some, you know, mishaps, but it is what it is. And I can't fault him for that. And no, he's still new. You know? He's fresh. Yeah. 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 And he started uh, because we did the electrical. He can work the, the picoscope. I said, go test that. You still call him a B tech? Uh, well, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, he's, as far as pay goes, he's a B tech. Well, <laughs> no, well, no, you know what? It's, it's funny because when I get, when I get back, I'm going to, I'm going to change. No, he's, he's right now. He's, I got him on, on a hybrid pay scale. Yeah, um, yeah, that I need to change because he's getting fifteen dollars an hour uh, for eighty hours because I mm-hmm. pay biweekly. Yeah, and then he gets ten dollars an hour for every flag as a bonus. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bump his his base salary to I'm thinking twenty five. Yeah, and then give him another five dollars for the bonus hours oh, that he does. Awesome. And then for every ASC, he gets another buck for longevity. He's gonna click that off because he's already been with me five years. So I'm gonna probably give him a little extra on that. And What's then, your labor rate right now? It's one forty-one. Wow! Holy moly! Uh, with an overhang, and 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 a guy banging out seventy-six cars by himself a month. No, not by himself. It's Listen, him and I. And I know you want to keep saying that it's you're him and I. It's him and I. Trust me. <laughs> but now I'll throw another another twist because we're in a, in a an old uh, facility, right? Mm-hmm. And there's very little commercial property out there. The other two shops that are there. Mm-hmm. We all share the same office that's smaller Holy than the room God. we're in now. Wow. <laughs> that's insane. I couldn't Is it that I'm lazy? I think yeah, I'm just I mean, lazy. That is a lot of lazy. Is, is it like most of my on, what, moments I'm what, just lazy? <laughs> I was going to say, which one are we attributing this to? Uh, so, okay, a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you want to call my advisor right now and say, "Hey, how's Ed treating you?" <laughs> right. Well, so here's the here's. So she stay in the office all day. She, she's there, yeah. And I told you know what I I tell her I said you know what I don't want you staying in the office to eat lunch, but she doesn't want to drive to her house. And I'm like, go to the back something because people are going to walk through the door and they're going to want you to answer questions and they're going to interrupt you. And I don't want that. I want you to enjoy your lunch I, the yeah, way it absolutely. is. Absolutely. And then I tell her at five o'clock. I want you gone. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Well, I gotta get, no gone. I say tell the same thing to my tech. I don't want him there. I hate it. working a little yeah. extra. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, dude, I, I no. have to fuss at mine all the time yeah. because they want to stay. And I'm like, listen, this is my responsibility, right? Like, if somebody's gonna give up something to mm-hmm. be here and make this work, it's gonna be me. Right. You guys aren't giving up something. I. You, that's not the deal, right? right? And and so I appreciate them, right? Like one stayed late for you the other night. I never stay late. I, you you guys do what you want. I'm going home. <laughs> He's a really terrible owner. Dude. <laughs> and then, is that what it is? A terrible then, owner. There he is. Then yeah. then you wonder, right? No, I, I tell my I, I tell him no, go away. I, and, and my philosophy is treat your treat treat your employees uh, and train your employees so they can get a job anywhere else. But treat them so they never want to leave. 
Well, so here, here's here's where this comes back to for me, right? Is because you were a technician. Yes. There's a lot of really disgruntled technicians right now. Yes. A lot of them are saying, hey, I'm going to go. And he doesn't need any of them because he found a Lorenzo. He, he's going to go start a mobile business. I'm going to I'm going to go start a mobile business. I'm gonna I'm gonna start fixing cars. I'll keep all that profit for myself. I'll just put all that money back. I'm gonna make a fortune. I'll make more than I make now doing that. It's not gonna be stressful. It's not gonna be this. It's not gonna be that. I'll go start a shop, and I'm gonna start my own shop. I'm not gonna have to deal with all this. I'm not gonna have to deal with these problems. What do you say to them? Um, take Cecil's course. It'll open your eyes. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot that they don't know. Yeah. And I see. I you know when I come to these uh, seminars and these these events because of the training i've had in the past mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm a guy that knows everything but knows nothing yeah. <laughs> okay yeah um you to me it seems like a refresher course of what i've already had yes yeah, years, years ago and all the stuff that i all the training that i had was back in the early 2000s okay okay and and they're teaching it today yeah and so i'm like okay but we're the aftermarket kind of thing so and, you know, you guys were talking earlier about the corporates and how people are, you know, they're, they're become the new nemesis and yeah. people don't want to go there and they want to use the, the, the and, I, and I've got this theory that the reason people are wanting to go to the mom and pop stores now uh, is because mom and pop are, are doing what they can to survive. They're, they're doing side jobs, they're, you know, yeah. and so they see that as well, let's support mom and dad, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're supporting the the local economy. Right. I've got a I've got a good friend of mine named um well, I won't call him by name. He works for a Chrysler dealer. And the principal uh or the uh service manager at this Chrysler dealer is a good friend of mine. Really honest, really ethical dude, right? They do things the right way. And a while back my friend came to me and he said, Hey, he said, um, there's an employee that works at this dealership. And I said, Uh huh. And he said, he's applied for a job with you. And I said, uh-huh. He said, don't. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it, it's not a good scenario. It's not good. And so we, we began to talk more and more. And we've talked about his experience in the dealership world. We've talked about his experience in the automotive world as a whole, right? Not just the dealership. And, and you know, he was a little offended because we made jokes or, or popped off about something about dealership techs a while back. And I can't help but say, like, hey, it's very, very important that when when we look at dealership techs, especially from this guy's perspective, he doesn't have the same dealership experience a lot of guys get, right? right? Because he's got somebody that cares about him. He's got somebody that wants the best for him. He's got somebody that's working for him, mm -hmm. right? And this man, the service manager, goes to work for these guys every single day. Like, hey. I'm not going to let you walk on my guys. We're going to take care of my guys. We're going to make sure they're paid well. We're going to make sure we do the right things for them, right? And so I guess my thing is there's there's all different types of shops. There's all different types of environments all around the country. And so we can't pretend to imagine what each one of these people is going through. We can't classify them and say you're a dealer tech and you're great and you're or you're bad or you're a smashy bear as David likes to call dealership techs. What, what's been your experience since you've come from that corporate world, started your own shop, done the mobile thing? What's been your perspective of, of the technician life? Um, you know, as, as it relates to the work or <laughs> the work, the financials, the appreciation, what, what, what is it as a whole that you see? Well, I, I gained a new, a new 
life, so to speak, a, a, a new sense of pride mm -hmm. because now you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. And so you try a little harder and you, you try to apply everything you've learned. Yeah. Um, it is a challenge sometimes, mm -hmm. but as far as uh, the change, I don't really see a change because I've always always tried to do the best I, that I could. Yeah. So regardless of, of you know, and I've failed miserably many times. Right. Um, but to say that there was a big difference, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, and, and I mean, I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to get at is that it's really about the person. It's really about the human being that's in there that's making those decisions, the human being that's doing the work, right? And, mm -hmm. and you could be a great dealership tech, you could be a great independent tech, but you know, you can also find bad dealership techs and independent techs. You can find people who don't care about the end result. Right. Well, and, you see that all the time. Yeah. But I've, I've not had, I, well, if, if we go back to the dealers, I've, yeah, I see that all the time. You know, I, I used to work at a dealer where um, they keep the techs, and, and this is common. Uh, every dealer that I've been at, they keep a tech, and the tech wants to prove himself. He's just out of yeah. school. They do a loop tech. They leave one drain plug loose, boom, they're gone, right? Or they keep them there two two years because they're they're doing it fast, they're getting the customers out, make happy, and they lose everything they've learned in school. Yeah. And so um, I would I would argue with my service manager about that. You got to get them out. Um, at one dealership, I, I I went so far as says, okay, you pay me three dollars more an hour, I'll train this guy. Right. Right. And then as uh, uh, at six months, you take a dollar from me and you give it to him. Right. And then, you know, if he's ready in six months, you give him all of it. And so I did train a guy. And, hell, he started making more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because that, the older you get, the slower you get, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. But, and now he's working up in, in Prescott doing uh, off-roading. And he's oh, loving cool. life. He's loving life. Well, so what does the future look like for you? Bright. I see it bright. I, I'm a positive person. Okay. I don't like to, you know, dwell on the negative. Yeah. I kind of brush it to the side. Right. But no, it's as far as, um, like I said, I'm hooked up with Cecil now. Okay. And Cecil is filling my head with, you know, butterflies and balloons. <laughs> right. What, what changes have you seen since you started working with you? Um, I just started in, in uh, uh, well, I, I should say that's a lie. No, because I started with his uh, course online. Mm -hmm. I took his numbers course. And at the same time, that's when I switched to TechMetric. Okay. With, with, we were doing the uh, DVIs. Yeah. So now we're doing inspections. So that helped with the, with the ARO and, and the growth. And, and that same year, we, we had exponential growth. I doubled our income pretty much. Wow. And so, <clears throat> I'm still a small shop, but, you know. Did it get easier? Did it did it seem less stressful than it had? Yes, absolutely. Easier to pay the bills, easier to make things happen. Right, because you know where, where, where the money was coming in, why it was coming in, yeah. how it was coming in, where it was going, what you needed it for. Do you, when when you look at this now, are you thinking about a, an actual shop building do you want to stay in the yes. awning or you no. want to build no. a whole building no i i want to i want to build in fact i was talking with my wife we need to go start looking at property because uh it's only going up yeah. so if we get the land we can do that 
Man, that is so crazy. And and just the the process of starting the shop and starting from mobile and and like moving on and and I guess that was why I asked you about the the mobile situation and so these guys that that are wanting to go mobile. Is it is it feasible that we truly have full blown mobile repair? Is that do you think it's feasible that that these guys can go and start and keep a business going that is strictly mobile and Absolutely. they're doing every repair? Absolutely. Every repair, well, there's a limit, you know, and, and yeah. in my state, in the state I live in, rather, um, it gets hot sometimes. Yeah. So doing any type of repair, you know, it, it becomes tough because you leave the tools out, you, you're working on it, you pick them up, and you literally have to wear gloves all the time. Right. As far as working conditions, it's mm-hmm. just, you can do it, right? Um, I started, again, I posted on the mailbox. People were calling me. I'd go diagnose their car, get my fee, and let them go buy parts. And then call me when you have the parts. Yeah. And I had three, four of those. They'd call me and say, I got the parts, I got the parts. And I'd put them in a pencil in right? because uh, I was doing it from 6 to 9 after work. Okay. So I'd go do a radiator. I'd go do some brakes. And then I'd go ahead and do some more brakes. Home I went. Right. And that w- turned into, okay, now I need a place to do, f- you know, fuel pumps. Yeah. And engines and cylinder heads for the overheats. Right. So I went and I rented a place for five. It was just, I'm going to email you the picture I have so you see what, where I started from. You're oh, man, that would be awesome. Well, hey, can we put it up on the webpage with this episode? Sure. Yeah, we'll put it up on the webpage. Where, where I started, it's, it's literally, it's <laughs> it's crazy. a shithole. <laughs> right. <laughs> to say, to, and, and that's being nice. Yeah, but it, it's since I've since cleaned it up. Uh, my floors are spotless all the time. I've got concrete floors. I don't have an oil stain on them. Oh man! So I, I, you know what I used to get, and, and this might be a, a tip for some shops who has really dirty, dirty mm-hmm. gasoline mm-hmm. that cleans it right up. Right, actually pull it up. It, it pulls it right up. Um, I who was it? It was um, one of our part delivery drivers years ago ended up getting burnt he he tried to clean a whole floor with it no, when no, he was no, no, young no. and ended up putting it on the floor and it went up <laughs> yeah yeah but no you, you've got to be very careful not do it against an open flame we have yeah. a, i'm outside i don't right. have any well, you don't outside. exactly you yeah, yeah so that's outside. it so people be careful <laughs> but at the same time it gets hot there you have to be careful. Well, that's probably why it works. Is he pours the gas on it, it evaporates. It evaporates, but then it becomes flammable vapors. It evaporates really fast. Um. <laughs> 118, yeah. It gets, it gets, it gets, you know, we, we spray the floors to, to cool the place down mm-hmm. sometimes, and three minutes, yeah. it's dry again. Wow. That's, that's crazy. The mobile guys never stay mobile, though. No, they always go to an yeah. actual shop. It seems there, there's I mean, he, one guy around. You're me saying that, it's a it's it is a legit way to go and you know make a name for yourself or go right. go out on your own. But nobody stays mobile. Nobody stays mobile. Like what you're describing sounds like the most miserable thing I've ever well, heard in my hang, entire hang, life. Hang on, here's I don't I don't know. You're a, he's a hustler. He is. There's zero doubt about that. But, I don't know that I'm a hustler. It's, it's it's necessity, right? Yeah, but you're man. You're a hard worker. Right, and that's, you, that's what we mean by hustler. Is that you're you you you've you done hustle. whatever it takes. Like you do what you got to do. Yeah, and so like you know. But that being said, I feel bad about myself. We, <laughs> I play video games. <laughs> 
he's out doing radiators from six to nine. And I'm like, I'm going to watch the Celtics game. <laughs> and eat he's cheesecake on my couch. He's not joking. No, that's what I do. I eat cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at this. You, I eat cheesecake on the couch and watch the Celtics game. And well, so you know, here's the thing, though, is that the construction trades typically work outside, right? And I was sitting here thinking about that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hot in the summer. It's cold in the winter. There's snows, no alternative, though. But they, yeah, they they start at four o'clock in the morning when the sun's. Yeah. Not yeah. out, and then but they it, work till like two. Well, I mean, there's and, no alternative. Like you, you're going to, it, I, if you're going to do like outdoor like framing and that kind of thing. Otherwise, you have to move to. I need to be an electrician or a painter or a, a trim guy to move to the inside. But still, you're still there's no the, the, there's no air conditioning well, I mean, like, in there. It's not doesn't get cool in it's there. It's like in the the winter where I live, the concrete guys don't have much work. You know, half the year, right? right. It means we're going to be slammed. We're going to get up at 3 a.m. and we're going to work from 3 a.m. until midnight. Yeah. Six months out of the year. And then the rest of six months, it's feast or famine. Like, hey, boys, be saving your paycheck. You're not going to get a paycheck. Yeah. These months. Right. So, but the, what I'm saying, though, is there's an alternative for a technician doesn't want to work outside. Yeah. Underneath in somebody's driveway with their kids touching their tools at 730 in the evening when you could be home. You know, like the alternative is I'm going to go work at a shop or open my own shop. This is not the life for me. I don't. I don't know how you did it. I commend you. Well, it's 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 pay the bills, work or be out on the cold with your two girls and your wife. That that's. But you you were a, a you motivator. were working at the dealership though. No, I was I was working at a body shop when I oh, started the going body home. shop. And and the thing with the body shop is I was flat rate, and they'd give me a oh. list of cars they wanted me to to do right and they'll say okay put the suspension back in this one go ahead and put the uh, engine back in this other one and go ahead and when i go out there the one they wanted me to put the engine hasn't had the core supports you know welded on uh the same thing with the suspension still missing the quarter panel um or it's in the paint booth getting painted and so i'm standing around doing nothing and then the boss is like how come you didn't get anything done like this one's over there that one's over there he's look he's still not put that thing what do you want me to do yeah. Right. right, so I sat around, and that's when and I he started. doesn't care because he's not paying them. Right, so uh, that's when I started doing the side hustle because yeah. I, you know, at a, yeah, a thousand bucks a week wasn't cutting it, and my bills yeah. were adding up. And I get home, and I, the only thing that kept me going was my little girls. Amen. I get home and they hug me and show me all that love, and I said, I got to do something else. And that's when I had the heart to heart with my wife said I got to do something else because when I was at the body shop. People were calling me from the jobs that I got lined up. And yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at the day after day. I'm like, I make more in a day than I'm making here. And I said, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, you know, that that's the thing is, is that was the catalyst for me too, was my little girl coming into my life. You know, yeah. it was time to do something. It was time to, to take it and run with it. Uh, it. You know, it wasn't, it couldn't just be feast or famine anymore. It couldn't be that, that dad came home stressed out a shell of a human being because work sucked. You right. Know? And and at that time I was already a shop owner. It was like I had to figure out how to own a shop. I had to learn how to own a shop all of a sudden. And so, you know, I mean, maybe the the next logical question is is, you know, you say, Well, I can make more in that day than I make all week here. Did did you realize the cost associated with being in business for yourself at that time? Did you, because, you know, now that you've moved full-blown business, mm-hmm. right, you're not mobile anymore, you're in a shop, 
you recognize there's a cost associated with doing business. And so you recognize that I can earn X number of dollars a day, but that doesn't mean that I get to keep X number of dollars a day. And, and, and a good example of that is when you, when you, <laughs> and this happened many times and it catches up where you get, go and you do a job and you, you've already purchased the parts and you charge in labor and they give you cash, right? Yeah. You got, I got all this cash, right? You yep. go, I'm going to go ahead and pay this, pay that. And you forget to pay your parts bill. And then, yeah. like, hey, knock, knock. Yep. <laughs> you owe some money. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, where the hell did it go? Right? Right. It evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, 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 and that, hap- well, that happened one or two, one or two occasions. Oof. But, you know, you, you, you get a hold of it quick or you're done. Right? Right. So what I did was uh, I got a, a credit because I, I had started um, while I was working at the body shop. I went and got my LLC. Okay. Right? And then when I went mobile, it was like about a year later, mm-hmm. uh, I went independent. And I actually went sooner than that, but I had had my, my LLC for a year. I okay. went to the bank, and the bank looked me up and said, well, you've been in business for a year. So they gave me a uh, 10 grand line of credit plus yeah. a 10 grand credit card. And right. with that, I started buying parts. And, and then because I'm using a credit card, my credit rating went through the roof. And that was what I used to to this day to buy parts and just slowly started building it yeah and then up. and then when i uh did the course with cecil that helped then i got an accountant um and i'm trying to automate so everybody does everything and i can yeah. sit back but so if let's say that let's say that you go back to the the day in the body shop right and you say okay someone's got to give i'm gonna change something would you have taken a different path than you took to get where you are now? Would you have done anything differently? Um, that's a good question. Knowing what I know now, yeah, I would have. I would have never entered body shop. I'd have gone straight into business. Okay. Would you have started with mobile because that's where a lot of your clients come from now? I guess. Would you have still start with mobile, or would you have gone right to find a facility that you could? I would have started mobile. Okay. Uh, and reason for that is because you, you need to save some money. I remember I don't, I didn't have you know hundred thousand dollars in the bank where I can go yeah. buy a building or rent you know and then buy all this equipment right right. So you you go mobile and you and you do what you do best. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take on any craziness. Remember, uh, yeah. like doing engines all the time or. You know, do the quick, you know, radiator, head job, maybe brakes. Right. Stuff that you can do in somebody's driveway as opposed to, you know, yeah. dismantling the whole thing. That that resonates with me because I see so many guys go out and try and bite off more than they can chew. They right. They take on jobs they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. They, they do these big. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. I feel enough. I feel bad enough about this entire podcast. I'm going to scrap it. This is ridiculous here. This guy's over here killing it with his with his Lorenzo and not even a building. He's got an overhang and it's sunny all the time. This is BS. So what you're saying is my time's not worth anything right now. (sighs) Yes, this was a waste of 53 (laughs) minutes. 53 minutes of making me feel bad about myself. (laughs) Made me feel pretty good. How's that? Because, I mean, you're a lazy piece of crap, too, apparently. I am a lazy piece of crap. Well, but at least we know it, right? So is that is that what's going to take? Knowing it, yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it. I still want my cheesecake and my Celtics game. <laughs> so, so why does why does the mobile 
resonate with you? Um, he hates mobile tech or, mechanics. Or, no, he thinks they're no, terrible no, for actually, the industry. Actually, it's, it's biting off more than you can chew, I think was what was resonating with him. So biting off more than you can chew because I, I think that they get into these jobs that they, they don't have the capacity for. And, and even they say, no, listen, I've got the capacity for that. I've done these jobs before. I've changed engines and dealers. I've put transmissions in and dealers. Great. Absolutely. That, that's fine. But the point is, is when you're by yourself, right? right? The amount of time you spend doing that versus the amount of time you spend doing the brake job. Right. And the profit that's in the brake job compared to the profit that's in doing the engine, right? Like when you know the, the business by the numbers, all of a sudden. It would seem super silly to be doing engine jobs, right? You know, and and yeah. complex diagnostic work, right? Like, Correct. nah, dude, that's silly. Now, uh, there's people like Scundy who do a great job with mobile. Well, that's, diag, that's all his. But I mean, that's though. that's not the same thing, right? Exactly. He's not, he's not dropping fuel tanks in somebody's driveway. But right. that's like what would you say? What's his name? Scundry, Matt, Matthew Scundry. Okay, Matt. That's that's like giving Matt an engine job to do when his specialty is. It's so funny you bring that up because he was in a, we were in a group chat the other day and we were talking about it and, and he was talking about that. How many and he's group like, chats are you in? Mm, 124. You said something about the other Very day. Very specific. Counted. Did you? Really? Yeah. You didn't stop at 10? No. You were 11, 12. I got, oh, that's a lot. I just, I've been counting all the active ones as they go. <laughs> uh, most of them are your fault. It's where people have ganged together to tell me how terrible you are. <laughs> And so it's just like, you've been added to a group chat. Are you really going to just sit by as David says that? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. Um, but you know what ends up happening is, like, for me, it was opening up a small shop. And rather than pacing myself and going, I'm going to buy this with cash. I'm not going to take that job on because I don't have the equipment and all the knowledge. I don't have that special tool. And then, you know, maybe factoring the cost of that special tool into that job. I didn't do any of that. Yeah, bring it down. Get it halfway through and I need a $700 tool. Guess what? That $700 tool sitting in the back of my shop right now. It has been used one time, nine years ago. Never again. I paid out cash for that thing. Or what I normally did was borrow the money for it. Now I'm paying down the debt. You see what I'm saying? Right. So rather than than not biting off more than I could chew and pacing myself as I grew the business, it was, no, I need to scale, scale, scale. Let, let me buy this. Let me take this on. Let me buy this advertising package. Let me, And then I'll just pay for it later. I'll pay for it later. Pay for it later. And the idea is the whole time in the back of your head going, I'm going to grow revenue. I'm going to grow revenue. I'm going to grow revenue. The revenue, if it doesn't come or it comes for one month and then it dries up. Or whatever, right? right? You lose that employee and all of a sudden, what do you do now? Now you're like, well, crap. I, I needed three uh, employees worth of revenue, not two. Now, now I've got to do something here because I need to still pay the bills. And then, you know, you get yourself into trouble pretty quickly. Right, right. And that's like I said, Cecil's numbers game. Yeah. Uh, that, that course is. I had the my advisor take that course, and all his financial ones, all his advisors, all the talking on the phone, Google reviews, that sort of thing. Uh, she's she soaked it all up, and and getting to know how much you can spend and why you're spending it. You know, it's good to have all the tools, like you said. You buy it and sit in the back, but 
I look at a tool and I go, am I going to use that tool? Am I going to use it? Is that the kind of jobs that I want? Or is that the kind of jobs I'm going to need when I'm bigger, right? Because there's some, you, you, when you grow, you got to take on those jobs that you don't want to take today because it, it clogs up your, your base. Yeah. yeah. So you, you've got to, to think about that a little bit. That's what I think about anyways. I don't know, man. That's an awesome story. It really is. It's an awesome story. It's pretty inspiring because it's inspiring. You know, I mean, I think, I think we look at this, you know, you, you've gone on record probably no fewer than 15 times saying like, Hey, I would not have done it this way again. And to see yeah. you take it and like fight through it and make it a success. He was smart about it. He was. He paced himself. Yeah. But, but I mean, he worked his ass off to make it happen. He did work his ass off. Yeah. Again, I did not. A, a lot of that was due to necessity. And, and, you know, I've got a story here for you. Uh, one that really, really irked me with, with the, a supplier. Um, really pissed me off. And I don't do business with them, but my employees insist on doing it because they have what they need. And sometimes you got to eat crow. Yeah. Yeah. But I went on a mobile brake job mm-hmm. and I went, the lady bought her own part and I went and I took the front brakes. It was, it was on a Lexus an SUV, took the front brakes apart, clean calipers, got them all ready to go to slap the pads on to the wrong pads. It was like 830 at night and <clears throat> the store closes at nine. I said, okay, you know what? Take these back, uh, get the other ones. I'll finish uh, cleaning your brake pads. That way, you know, we, we have them. Because I called, they say they have. She went to the store, and the guy behind the counter told her that I didn't know what I was doing. Told her that uh, I needed to machine the rotors, that I needed to um, put new uh, hardware, which this what I sent her there for, the, the brake pads with the hardware. And he badmouthed me up and down. And, and then he said that I was charging her too much. I was only charging her $60 labor to put pads on her car that oh that pissed me off so bad that the very next day i stayed home i was i was furious and and the reason i was furious because that that 30 dollars that i was going to make on that job right it was i was charging a 60 but the 30 dollars i was going to use to buy my my daughter at the time she wanted these shoes that light up right and i couldn't get those i promised them to her and i oh that oh man really pissed me off Ooh. Fast forward when I'm at the shop now, mm-hmm. I had the, the this aftermarket uh, chain came. I had the service manager, the district manager, uh, and their little sales group come to the shop trying to sell me on a, an account with them. Yeah, I said no, not going to happen. This is a, and I, I I'll tell you why, and and I told them the story. And as I was starting to tell the story. The head guy he goes, that was you? I said, you heard, oh, you no. heard about me? I said, now you know why. I didn't get to finish the story with them, but they heard about me because I, I, I was calling everybody that I could above anybody in that store. Yeah. I was so pissed. How are you going to go ahead and you know, treat your vendors this way? I send customers to you so they can go into your store, buy from you, and all this stuff, and then you're going to badmouth me? Well, and, and so here's the thing is, you know, I sit here and I think about that, and I'm like, man, I've experienced that. I've experienced it with tow companies. I've experienced it with park companies. I've experienced it with dealers, right? And, 
And through the transformation of my business where we started raising prices and we started pushing things a little bit further, mm-hmm. more and more had something to say, right? Because when I started charging what I need to charge, when everybody else was charging 45 and 50 bucks an hour, right? They, they started having something to say about that. And so, uh, it, and, and I don't mean to say like it happens all the time, right? It doesn't. It's not that. It's no. just that I look back on it and I recognize that, that, a, they have to hire people that just like this parts situation we're in, right? right? Many of these people don't even know anything about the parts they're selling. Mm-hmm. They have no clue. No, they're they're just in there, and so the and and maybe in that sense it's better. But in a lot of cases, if those guys know anything about it, right? And and it's like the people who go to a shop after they've been in another shop and we're throwing them under the damn bus. Are you serious? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if they've done something wrong and there's a safety concern, you alert them to the safety concern with the vehicle, but you don't throw the other shop under the bus. If, if the other shop's done something wrong, you just, uh, you inform them about the issue with the vehicle and you say, here's the information. Right. Yeah. And, and I think as professionals, we shouldn't be throwing each other under the bus, but the reality is it's, it's going to happen. I throw you under the bus all the time. You know, I've been, I'm in a building with two other shop owners. Right. We get along great. Yeah. We help each other out. There's no there's no love lost there. Yeah, absolutely. And there shouldn't be. No. Right? There shouldn't be. But you know, in the same respect, it's gonna happen. So how do we make sure that that we've protected our business? How do we ensure that we don't lose sleep over that? Because we can't control that. I mean, no. obviously we've got to reflect upon it. We've got to say, Hey, did I do something wrong? Did I overcharge that person? But I mean, in your case, Dude, I'm charging her sixty bucks, and you're telling me I'm overcharging. You're telling so me I was don't pissed. Have- the guy was wrong. He did him yeah. dirty. I'm the only one concerned about your price. He's 141. Doesn't even no. have four walls. You need to quit worrying about your prices. I need to raise them. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you need to raise yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm about right there. I'm about right there. Is that way? I'm getting ready to raise mine again, according to Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> David's gonna quit. <laughs> David just quit. Uh, no, and and, and and it is it is scary, you know. It, and and when I first started, uh, I didn't have like I said, I I had to talk with my wife about getting Mitchell because again, my first year in business, I did seventy nine thousand dollars, you know, which was kind of low, right? right? It, but it paid and put food on the table. We we got our bills caught up, and it gave us breathing room. Yeah, and then I wanted to get. Uh, and a CRM program mm-hmm. to help me with everything. When I got Mitchell, oh man, that that was a game changer, yeah. right? And it helped out until then. I had to start getting, you know, add-ons to that, and to get texting, and to get all that. Now this one program is, you know, way out of my budget. And so that's when TechMetric came along, and for the same price I was paying for this, I'm getting DVIs and all that other fun yeah. stuff. And so I made the switch, and at the same time, I took Cecil's course, and that just blew me out of water i'm like wow and and it was just small changes nothing nothing big you started doing more inspections better inspections right um started knowing where the money was going and you know i was able to get an accountant to do payroll all that fun stuff and so yeah little little bit at a time little changes it doesn't take much no you're to exactly make, right. to make a huge difference so you said that you said something about trying to buy that land no there's there's other land around uh where I'm at. You don't think he'd sell? No, he's got 83 acres. He wants uh, t- 
to get people in there to build on it, and then he gives them a, a super good deal on on labor, on, not on uh, rent. Okay, kind of thing. Got it. But you're looking at land in that area, um, further down the street. Right now, we've got a, a to the west of us. We've got Apex. They're building a racetrack there. The racetrack phase one's already done. They're building phase two and three. Okay, back there, and then I think it's a third. Might be just phase two. But then they're going to put in a water park east of us, two miles. They've already got an apartment complex almost finished. Uh, I think it's going to be 364 units there. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to, uh, I heard they're slated to build like 12,000 homes wow. in, in my small town. And it's gone from when I first started in 2009, it was like 45,000 population. Now it's almost doubled. Yeah. And it's growing crazy. That's cool. Yeah, right really next. Cool. So I want right. to get some land before it's all gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Um, love to have you back on the show at some point. Talk all about right. it some more. Okay. See where you're at in a few years. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.